Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good night. And all the above. Yeah. We don't know when you're going to work. We're coming home. Yeah, or going home. Or laying in bed listening to us. <laughs> Unwind with a good story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I do that. I do that with the Johnny Carson podcast. Do you really? Yeah, I like that. I do that with Netflix. But in I bed? Just, well, it depends. Or YouTube shorts. Oh, on, on your phone. On my phone. Oh, okay, it's bad. It. Yeah, it's yeah, too small for me. <laughs> I need a big screen. Okay, well, this week we're going to talk about the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. I didn't. And you were telling me that you've been there before and you actually got into the cursed waters and you survived. I did. And that was before I even knew anything about the Bermuda Triangle. This is a long time ago, though. Oh, so they didn't even tell you where you were? No, I was a kid and a very, very good close friend of our family. Uh, took me there for my birthday to uh, on a cruise, and they took us on another boat to another place, and then they rigged us up with gear, and we were going to dive down to a wrecked plane. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I was somewhere crazy, cool, whatever, nothing like that. We swam around, played, had a good time, took pictures, and uh, a little underwater, 110 camera inside a little oh, glass wow. clay, case type deal. Mm-hmm. And then um, that was it. Nothing happened. Uh, left there years later when all the hype started with oh when Bermuda Triangle. How old were you when you were like, hey, I was in the Bermuda Triangle? God, I didn't realize that was there till probably after high school, nineteen, twenty years oh, old. Oh wow! And this was when I was about thirteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I looked on the map and like, oh shoot, I've been on this island and I've been on this island and, and in the water and in the water with yeah. the, with all the downed aircraft and stuff. Well, I only saw one, one. but yeah. That's cool. I've been there, lived, survived, got the shirt to show for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do a little bit of like history and a lot of stuff I didn't even know about the Bermuda Triangle. So I found an article by Larry Hallsworth, and he wrote this in May of 2022. Recent. Yeah, very recent. So he says, the mythical region of the Atlantic and Caribbean known as the Bermuda Triangle was born out of newspaper articles in the early 50s. It was first postulated in an Associated Press article published in the Miami Herald. The writer of the piece, Edward Van Winkle Jones, described several ships and aircraft which had gone missing in the waters off the east coast of Florida and around the Bahamas. He described a region where ships, aircraft, and the people they carried were swallowed up just as ships were swallowed in the old sailing days. Jones hinted paranormal activities in the region were at play, though he did not name them. Nor did he give a name to the region or specify its boundaries. It came for later writers to take up the theme and give the region its ominous reputation as well as its name. Wow. Yeah, so... At first, there wasn't even a triangle shape, and there was no name to it. And he just kind of uh, mentioned, oh, it could be, you know, weird happenings there. And that's out of that bloomed this whole, um, you know, mythology of the Bermuda Triangle. That's crazy. So he goes on to say... um, and then, you know, what I thought was funny is the guy that wrote the article is Edward Van Winkle Jones. I was like, Rip Van Winkle Are you is real? like a fairy tale 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, that's a good name for if that's your pen name because you basically wrote a fairy tale. So it, at first it didn't draw much attention at all, but uh, he did not mention, again, the region in which the vessels were lost uh, was one of the most highly trafficked area in the world for ships, um, just commercial ships, people fishing, um, cargo ships going back and forth, cruise ships. So it's a real dense area where um, there's a lot of traffic. So it's really not that unusual that if you have a lot of traffic. More accidents or it, incidences. Right. Could. Just be like, oh, the most busiest interstate in Texas it probably has the most accidents accidents on it. You know, so that was never mentioned in his article. Um, but <clears throat> one thing that publishers did observe when they started talking about it after that article didn't really go anywhere. Once UFOs in the 50s and 60s got really popular, um, unexplained mysteries, supernatural stories, and um, UFO stuff sold really well. So it was easy to tie into that. Right. Okay. So once they started writing about it, they realized, oh man, if you do a, you know, story on this thing in the area, really you could sell your article to, you know, whatever pulp magazine or readers digest, whatever, you know, huh. whoever. So it was a moneymaker, but they did have uh, fl flight 19 in December of 1945. So it's a, military flight that went down um and crashed there and this is also another um another story that they attribute to like something crazy's happening in the bermuda triangle even before they gave it its name <clears throat> so this flight went down the navy um ended up inspecting you know the wreckage and everything and said it was compass failure but then they sent out a, um, after it was all over, they also sent out a um, ship to go look for it. And it had some kind of unexplained explosion within the hull of the ship. Mm, so okay. that went down too, which added more mystery to um, this area. And both those incidences, are, I guess, are unexplained. Well, the Navy explained them. Okay. One, compass failure uh, for the plane that went down. Is that common? compass failure i don't know in the 40s maybe uh, yeah, you know maybe and then whatever they sent out to go look for it if it was an airboat or an actual um ship it had some kind of explosion inside of the aircraft or the ship whatever oh there's fuel explosions. yeah okay. yeah so i mean no not really i mean they 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 explained it gotcha. so, okay so they were happy with the explanation of it <clears throat> so flight 19 um, came and went, the story did. And then the U.S. Navy lost five airplanes on a training mission, followed by a search plane looking for them in a single day. So that made front page news. The loss of 27 U.S. sailors and Marines was tragic. Uh, but like everything else, the public turned to other things, you know. So they forgot about that too. Um, but the 50s and 60s is, like I said, when UFOs became really popular to write about and people were really getting interested in it and that's right. when they started really making money off of their uh articles so the aragasi magazine the oldest pulp magazine is where the bermuda triangle got its name so 
This is 1964, when they finally, you finally have a name for it. 64? 1964, so almost 15 years later. Wow. So in the February 64 edition, an author named Vincent Gaddis received the story of Flight 19, claiming it was one of several mysterious and unexplained disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle, and he dubbed it the Bermuda Triangle. So he describes uh, that and also several other disappearances inaccurately and even changed the location of some of them so he could fit them inside his boundaries that he created, the Bermuda Triangle. So even if they were outside it, he included them in his stories. Now they happened inside it. And this is where they kind of start fictionalizing stuff. You know, you take real stories and then um, they're cool, you know, wrecks and stuff that maybe weren't explained. Let's go ahead and just put them in our area. Let's move them a few hundred miles. Yeah, just include it for the, uh, the statistic purposes. Yeah, and just... You know, just to make your article pop even more and, you know. Well, that makes sense. I mean, my cousin was crushed by a truck and they said he died of COVID. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> it was a big truck that bump. <laughs> and nope. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I got you. Pushing the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, another interesting fact is the Bermuda Triangle was not included in a 2013 survey of the world's most dangerous waters. It was not. Not included. So in 2013, the Worldwide Fund for Nature conducted a survey of the world's most dangerous seas based on the number of shipwrecks and their potential impact on marine life. The Bermuda Triangle did not make the grade. So this author goes on to say, it's strange that an area alleged by supporters of the myth as being the most dangerous track of ocean in the world would not be considered by scientists who are compiling this or maybe not so strange in creating the myth of the Bermuda Triangle writers and researchers use sloppy techniques circular reporting and creative invention statistically their claims of the numbers of sinkings and disappearances attributed to the triangle are skewed and many moved accidents again from outside the triangle into it in one case written by Berlitz, a ship was described as leaving an Atlantic port never to be seen again. And in truth, it was actually in the Pacific where it went down. Wow. Totally opposite side of, yeah. the, of the world. That's really pushing the numbers now. Yeah. So I didn't know that. I didn't know they that this is like, you know, we thought dinosaurs were a new new science on the block i'm like this is like fresh super fresh dude yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like we just made it up you know in our lifetimes so i was almost like a pioneer swimming in the bermuda triangle i was like one of the first ones there yeah what year would have you been there (laughs) oh about to age myself it would have been the 80s 88 okay so 89, something like that. It had only been no, around 20 years. You know, the name and the um, the boundaries and everything. So, yeah, it's pretty new when you were in there. 86, sorry. 86. It took me a while to do my fingers and toes there. So, yeah, 86. Well, I did find one cool 
um, story. And the only reason I mention it, it's about a ship that went down in the Bermuda Triangle, but I thought this was weird. I'll read it to you. And you tell me if you, <laughs> okay. if you think there's anything weird in this story. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So a 23-foot yacht named the Witchcraft. Okay. Oh, great. It carried its owner, Dan Burnack, and his friend, a Catholic priest named Father Patrick Horgan, about a mile out of the Miami in order to view the Christmas lights displayed in the city. According to the accounts and others, the water was calm. According to the Coast Guard, which received a distress call from Burnack, the water was rough with winds and sea rising. The Coast Guard responded to the area where Burnack reported he was, but found nothing. A search over the following week failed to find the boat or evidence of its two occupants, Burnack had reported he was near a buoy, which, if he was, he misidentified it. So, Coast Guard reports indicate that um, the boat simply vanished. They they can't find it anywhere. The the Coast Guard thinks he was actually somewhere else. Like, the buoy that he saw was not the buoy that they were at. So, somehow they got lost. And they, they never found it. But did you find anything weird in that story? Well, okay. So these guys went out to see the Christmas lights a mile out. Uh-huh. And then they had no signs of bad storms or anything, but he says there was. Right. The Coast Guard said the seas were were calm, but this guy ends up uh, doing a distress call and telling them, hey, we're at this buoy. <clears throat> That's the one that's pinging off of my radar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's super no, the thing I thought was weird, it's called, the, the yacht is called the witchcraft, witchcraft. Okay. And there's a priest on it. And there's a Catholic priest on it. Yeah. Like, what? Why would you even go on that? Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy. And your friends, like your buddy names the boat witchcraft, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Let's go out on this boat. It's like, a free boat ride. That's still weird. <laughs> I don't think if you're a Catholic priest, you go out on a witchcraft boat. Did they live? No, they never found them. They just disappeared. Oh, they didn't find any of them. So the Coast Guard said the seas were not rough. They were calm, and we don't know where the boat is. That's why they think they weren't at where they said they were. Wow. That's, that is... Okay, so to this day, nothing. Nothing. As far as, as, far as that, that was from a 21, 22, that guy okay. wrote that article. Yeah. Uh, May 21 of 2022, this Larry... Holsworth just last year wrote this article, so I guess that was pretty up to date. But there's lots of different um, things like stories and stuff like what could uh, cause you know these anomalies, yeah, that people claim there are. That could have been the start of a good joke. So a captain of the vessel, a Catholic priest, and whoever <laughs> get on a ship and go on the reader, guess what happens? <laughs> uh, bad stuff. Okay. Well, the the there was a few um, things people claim. One is, and I've heard of a couple of these and seen one on TV, time vortex or electric fog. Have you ever heard of yes, that? Yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, have you <clears throat> seen any stories on TV about I have. it? Oh, mm-hmm. which one's? Of the vortex. Okay. I've seen that where the planes get all twisted up and confused, or they say they disappear for long periods of time, or time either went fast or it didn't move at all. Yeah, that's what, the, those are the, yeah. so uh, the one that they had written uh, in this other article, it's in the uh, 
the Bermudan magazine, they had a story of a guy in a time vortex, electric fog. He saw a tunnel, his, his plane went in it, but he was with the sun. And then when they come out of it, they're 100 miles off course. But then the one I saw on TV where they were recalling it, the same thing happened to a dude. He's like flying to Miami or somewhere in Florida, and he's still got a couple hours to go. But he goes through one of those vortexes, and when he comes out, he's like right there. Like travels like, you know, 100, 200 miles in like seconds. Seconds? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you know, he goes in the vortex and gets shot out. You know, he couldn't, he couldn't like steer his plane and go around it or anything. It's just like too big. So, wow. So those were cool ones, I thought, you know, like if they're true, you know, I don't know. You know, some of the stuff on History Channel is crazy. Yeah, like just made up stuff, I think. And then methane hydrates for boats. Have you ever heard of that? No. So pockets of trapped methane gas that become unlocked by seismic activity can unleash a cloud of methane gas into the water and air, reducing the density enough for planes and ships to instantly drop. So like if you're a boat, um, it would make like a big bubble. And once that bubble, you know, that bubble could be like a mile a mile big bubble just swallow that ship and then once it hits it pops right when it gets to the surface of the water uh-huh. and that's like a giant um pothole in the ocean and if there's a ship there it just falls into it well all the water's going over the top of it does that make sense yeah it does yeah and they they said there's you know kind of i don't know if you'd call them volcanic or hot springs in the ocean in that area that do do that occasionally um so i was like well that could be if that's a real thing you know i don't know if it is or not or if it's just another theory you know yeah and it might be you know when i just i can remember going when we were there i put on my uh my flippers fin things real quick and the guy told me we're gonna walk a long way from the shoreline because we walked out there off this island Mm -hmm. and then he said stop and we put your mask on look down it was a straight drop and right here so we just jump off we weren't jumping got off a boat or anything like that Mm. but the water was real hot oh was it yeah and it's you can see like on tv it's like kind of see-through it's got that cool green color, but it was, re- it was really hot water. Hmm. There's nothing refreshing and cool, but no, it was hot water. Well, that's nice to swim in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could take a leak and no one would know. Methane. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own hot pockets. Little, little. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of them. It's all just volcanic activity, people. <laughs> so, uh, and then all the normal ones, magnetic fields. You know, some people say that compasses don't work. Um, some have attributed it to, I don't know how they would know, a down to 11,000-year-old comet. Whoa, even the comets are getting blamed. Yeah, comets are getting blamed, UFOs or aliens, and then, of course, Atlantis. But I did like this quote from Carl Sagan um, in an interview with Playboy magazine in 1991. I don't have Playboy magazine. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just Disclosure, that. throwing yeah. that out there. Okay. Okay. Um, legendary astronomer and physicist Carl Sagan was asked to explain the Bermuda Triangle. And we tend to agree. Playboy, what about the Bermuda Triangle? How do you explain that? Sagan, statistically, it's a fallacy. Compared with other places in the world, as well-traveled 
as that area of the Atlantic, do airplanes and ships go down more? The answer is no. Why is it always planes and ships that get lost? It's because they can sink in water. If we started losing trains, if we had a Duluth Triangle in which trains begin disappearing, that would be interesting. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, yeah, of course. Because when something crashes there, you ain't going to find it. It's not like uh, when you crash something on the land, there it is. Right. You know? You can explain it or justify or whatever. Right. Here, it's a mystery. And then, as we said before, it is one of the most highly trafficked areas at one time when there was a lot of wrecks and stuff. Um, now, I don't know if it is so much because do you have any theories on uh, why they have a, uh, you know, boundary on the Bermuda Triangle and got, you know, this perfect triangle and what they would use it for? Do you have any theories? I don't. Honestly, I, I have no clue. It, it seems like everything points to so many different directions. I don't know what what to even say I would think it'd be. So, what do you think? I for real think this. Like, this is my 100%. In 1964, uh, that's when we got the name Bermuda Triangle, right? Okay. That's also when the space race heated up. The space race, we're sending a man to the moon. <laughs> and um, you can look up videos. <clears throat> They're not hard to find. People have dove the Bermuda Triangle, and there is so much NASA rocket wreckage in the ocean there. It's a perfect spot that was created the same year that um, they started the space race. And if you look at any rockets they shoot up, they always arc. You know, they never oh, yeah. go straight up. Oh, it yeah. doesn't take very long to where that thing looks like it's heading back down because that's where it's going. Yeah. They're not shooting anything into space except your imagination. Right. So that is a perfect area where in Florida. They shoot the rocket off. It arcs, crashes in the Bermuda Triangle, no witnesses. And scare everybody so they won't go over there yeah. and find this uh -huh. stuff. You got this whole, this whole mythology that was created the same year that they announced we're going to the moon by the end of the decade, people. Man, that's a good theory, though. But you know, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a excellent because look up, just do some uh, TikTok or YouTube. You could find lots of videos of uh, wreckage uh, from the Bermuda Triangle and wreckage being recovered from it because they do sometimes go out and recover their own rockets. But wow. Speaking of the moon, you brought it to my attention that the first 7-Eleven is on the moon now, dude. It's we could have moon. a Slurpee and a piece of beef jerky up there. And maybe a hotel. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. India and landed there. Um, I mean, this has got to be the worst CGI. I've, I mean, if you tried to put this CGI in a movie in Hollywood you would be fired. Can you see where it was rocking back and forth? Like yeah. Like something was being held there. It was so hilarious. awful. It was so awful. But India, congratulations on the expansion of the 7-Eleven franchise. <laughs> and the micro motel. <laughs> <laughs> Snacks in a bed. Thank you very much. <laughs> yep, they made it. Well, keep sending in your requests and uh, podcast13 at gmail.com. 
is where you can uh, send any requests. Also, continue to give us the five-star review because that's helping us out. Getting, climbing up the little uh, algorithm chart slowly, and we are getting more and more of those. So thank you for those, and until next time, uh, we will catch you on the other side.